Well, we mentioned today we celebrate St. Lucy, and she is one of the ladies that are mentioned in the Eucharist, first Eucharistic <clears throat> prayer, Eucharistic prayer one. Agatha, Lucy, Cecilia, and what's interesting is this was early fourth century, and she was actually praying at the tomb of Agatha. And so Lucy um, was a young uh, virgin and Christian that was uh, promised to marry a Roman pagan, and she tried to convince her mom that uh, this was something that was not good. What was good was her to serve God. Well, her mom ended up getting healed uh, from, from this, so her mom started to kind of persuade or be persuaded that maybe there was something um, into, or there was something about this, but you know who was not persuaded? The man who wanted Lucy in marriage, and he was very angered, so he went to the local officials, and they persecuted Lucy for it. They brought her in, and she was um, forced, or she would attempted to be forced, into living in a brothel um, and living a life of impurity as kind of a punishment. And then when they went to take her to the brothel, they couldn't move her. All these grown men trying to actually move St. Lucy, and they couldn't. And I've heard about this during exorcisms, um, that there was one, you know, a hundred pound uh, young lady that nobody could move and she was throwing grown men around the room. There seems to be a superhuman strength, both on the demonic when there's exorcisms, but also when God wants to step in to <clears throat> avoid an injustice. So they tried to move her. They even tied oxen to her to drag her away uh, to the brothel and the oxen couldn't pull her. So then they put wood around where she was because they couldn't move her. So they, they put wood around her and tried to light it on fire to burn her. And they couldn't burn her. The wood would not light. And, but you know, it's funny because all of these stories of the saints, the one, whenever they tried to execute a saint, they never could. Uh, like shooting arrows in, um, to St. Philomena or trying to drown her by tying her to the anchor. The angels lifted her back up. But when it came for some reason, and I'll have to, I'll have to look into the theology of this or the tradition of it, but they could never stop beheading. Whenever there was, ended up to be a beheading, that usually happened. Um, and so the swords were drawn on Lucy, and um, her life then was a martyr. She was, she was martyred um, at the hands of the sword. So. Her lasting legacy, though, however, is um, crucial. And why is that? Because she surrendered her whole life, although it was young, she surrendered greatly to God's will. I mean, she could have been married to this important Roman. She could have had a life of ease, but she surrendered to God's will not to do that, to be his bride instead. And it was interesting because she was protected from this life of, of unchastity. In fact, she um, wanted to protect other people from unchastity. In fact, it, the, the tradition says 
that, that several men had fallen for her and wanted her hand in marriage. And one guy said how beautiful her eyes were. And they led him into just this kind of a, a dream world with her or fantasy, whatever. And so tradition has it that she t took her eyes out. And that's why you see um, right now um, her paintings of her holding her eyeballs. And she's the patron saint of blindness. And so if you know anybody who has eye problems or cannot see, I always felt that was one of the greatest crosses anybody could ever bear, um, being blinded. Um, she's the patron saint of the blind. And tradition that she took her eyes out um, so that those who were lusting after her and the beauty in her eyes, she removed the temptation. Now, I wouldn't recommend that, but that is the tradition that's handed down. But the key is she surrendered. And that's really the gospel passage today, because what is our Lord talking about? My yoke is easy, and this is what most of us will hear and say, yeah, Lord, right. Your yoke is easy. In fact, the last line, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. A lot of people would read that and chuckle, because my life, they would say, is definitely not easy. Well, okay. When the Lord says, my yoke is easy, the word easy is Greek for krestos. And that means well-fitting. Doesn't mean there's not a challenge. The word easy means well-fitting. The Greek word, krestos. Now, in first century Palestine, ox yokes, the yokes that they would put on the oxen to... to um, to work in the fields were made of wood. And so did you know that the ox, just like a tailor, when you go to a tailor and they measure your, your chest and your neck and, and your arms, um, <clears throat> measurements were taking, taken of the ox. And uh, the yoke then was designed for that specific ox. It was tailor-made. And so the yoke was carefully adjusted uh, tailor-made to fit the ox. And um, I've said that, I think a long time ago, I said, you know, um, I learned in seminary that the tradition or the legend is that this is what Jesus made as a carpenter. This was what he did growing up with Joseph and the skill he learned. The tradition is that our Lord was a carpenter like Joseph in his younger years, and what he made were ox yokes. This is why he's talking about it. Now, he says, the life I give you, basically, this is his, you know, kind of the message he's giving. The life that I give you is not a burden to hurt you. Many think that God is punishing them because they have challenges in life. So, you know, it's almost like Jesus saying, the life I'm, I'm giving you is not a burden to hurt you. Your task is made and measured to fit you. It's tailor-made for you. And that may be hard to accept sometimes, but I think it's powerful. Um, whatever God sends us basically is made to fit our needs and our abilities exactly, although we may not think it. What does the scriptures tell us? My grace is sufficient. There's nothing that overcomes us. God gives us the grace. 
What overcomes us is what we let overcome us. And I understand it. It's not easy. You know, I, we all have our struggles. Sometimes I never think that I can overcome certain things. And yes, we can. We have the grace. Um, so anyway, um, you know, it's, it's funny because even like the mother, I have a friend who, uh, we did a show on the EWTN show on the Salernos. It was a, a lady who thought her life was all planned out and then she had a special needs child. And so our friend up in Wisconsin, Anna Nuzo, introduced us to this, the Salernos. And she said, he's the greatest gift that has ever been given. And so the, to me, the handicapped and special needs parents were given the perfect yoke. I have never met a special needs parent who I did not think was the most amazing person. They have patience that only I could dream of. They have kindness that the whole world strives for. They have no selfishness. They've given their whole life to serve the special need child of theirs. Um, they are specially chosen. If you are a special needs parent, you were chosen by God. I, I've always told the story when I was first ordained, I was celebrating mass here and I walked, I, I processed up the aisle, and there was a young man in the pew, and he was flailing and screaming. I, I, t I tell this story a lot because it's so powerful. And, <clears throat> and the mom was with him, just holding on to him and just loving him, and she wasn't saying a word. She was just being with him, and he's flailing, and, and he had foam coming from the mouth, and he was screaming. And I remember coming up the aisle processing, and I was asking the Lord, you know, how am I going to be able to celebrate the Mass? Lord, you know, please give this young man some grace. He was probably in his early 20s. And the second the Mass began, he completely was quiet. And all he did the whole Mass was stare up at the ceiling of our shrine. Not a peep the entire Mass. The second the Mass finished, he went back to screaming and flailing. And when I went out to the, to the front of the shrine, the mom came out with him. And the first thing I said to her was how beautiful he was during the Mass, how amazing he was during the Mass. And she shook her head. She kind of looked at me like she was surprised. And she says, oh, well, Father, he sees angels. Whenever he goes to Mass, he doesn't say a word. He just watches the angels. The angels entertain him, and the angels show him and teach him about Jesus. I, I was so blown away, <clears throat> and, 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 and that is a perfect example of a woman whose yoke was perfectly tailored to her because she would bring him to Mass. She would love him. She would just provide for him, and yet God did the rest. God brought these angels to take care of him during the Mass, it's just amazing. And so, so much of this we don't see in our everyday life. Um, you know, it's not that the burden is easy to carry. That's not it. But it is easy because it is laid on us in love. That's what our Lord means. And so it's, it's, it's meant to be carried in love. If we curse at it, if we get angry about it, we miss it. And the love makes even the heaviest burdens lighter. Because God doesn't want us to be burdened in the sense that 
we, 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 we despair. He wants us to accept our cross to see that it's redemptive. Suffering is redemptive. It's a gift. It'll help us get to heaven. And so finally, when I, I, I wanted to say this because this is what I learned in seminary. And I always like, you all know, I, I like to teach what I learned in seminary. I kept all my notes. Every, I basically kept the most meticulous notes. And so um, <clears throat> one of the things we learned was that when they would train a new ox to plow back in Jesus's time, the farmers would often use two ox. They would, they would yoke an older ox like a more experienced ox, to a younger one. The old ox would be yoked to a younger ox, and the old one would bear the burden. He would push or pull, I guess, and would guide the young ox in learning how to plow. And that is what we should do. Yoke yourselves to Jesus. Don't yoke yourselves to sinners. That's what the Bible tells us. Do not yoke yourself to a sinner. Yoke yourself to Jesus. If your yoke is hard and your burden is heavy, then it isn't his yoke It's and yoke and burden. It's you trying to do all the pulling, just like that young ox. Let the old master carry the yoke and the burden. He will guide you. And so if, you're, if your yoke is hard, you are not letting Jesus bear it with you. That's the key to surrender. Jesus said it. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Not your yoke is easy. He didn't say that. What does he say here? My yoke is easy and my burden is light. He did not say your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So what does that mean? If he says my yoke is easy, my burden light, let him do it. Let him pull it. You just follow. And if you just follow, it'll be amazing how your life can change. And so it's easy for him to do it if you let him do it. That's the whole key. This is the meaning of surrender. I can't do it, Lord. You take over. And, and so, um, you know, it, it, it's powerful because um, when I was at my conference in Albany this week, I got to meet the parents of the Def Leppard rock star drummer, Rick Allen. And I have been a Def Leppard fan. I grew up listening to Def Leppard. I, I loved Def Leppard when I was in school, um, grade school and high school. I, I just, they were the greatest group in the world to me. And um, Rick Allen, as some of you might know, he's the drummer, he's a one-arm drummer. He has one arm and his arm was lost in a car accident. And his mother-in-law and father-in-law shared with me that when he had the accident, an angel appeared to him holding a steering wheel. And this is what made Rick Allen really look into the spiritual life. And he became Catholic. And he held, this angel held the steering wheel. And the angel said to him, are you going to continue to drive? Or are you going to allow God to drive? Are you going to allow, are you going to surrender? Wow. That is powerful. And so, you know, we have to understand that's the meaning. You ever do the surrender novena or the surrender prayer? Powerful. And so again, I know I'm running late, but, but we talk about labor and burden, right? And everybody thinks they're labored and burdened. What's the difference? Okay, labor implies things that you put on yourself. Like, 
I have a lot of, I'm, I labor hard in the provincial offices. I put a lot of stuff on my shoulders, but burdened is what you let others put upon you. And sometimes everybody tells me the same thing. You have to learn that you can't take it on. We sometimes try to always take on what everybody else puts on our shoulders. No, not always. And so we have a weak nature. And so if we do that, these things would be very heavy yoke. And if that's why your yoke is heavy, hmm, got to look at it. And so the grace of God renders it easy and light because our Lord helps us to bear it if we let him, as I said. And so, you know, Jesus' yoke is not lighter because he demands less of us, but because we will, and we will face trials. Um, you know, we know this. But it's lighter because he bears it with us. And that is, again, the key. We have to let him. And so this is the meaning of trust. Accepting the help that God gives you. Surrender to it. The help is best seen in what God gives us in Mary and the church. If we're not using Mary and the church, we're, we're, we're passing up a lot of help that he gives us. Um, there is a great saint, I think she's blessed, Consolata Bertoni, and, and she says that Jesus told her, you worry only about loving me, and I will take care of everything else to the smallest detail. So that's a, quite a promise that Jesus makes us. You worry only about loving me, and I'll take care of everything else to the smallest detail. So we have to ask ourselves, are we doing that? Praise be to God that we have the message of the gospel to tell us how. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.